guys. Thanks for tuning in to the second episode of The Fault in Our Finances. Today we're going to be focusing on how to make your resume stand out, and we'll also be talking about how to ace an interview and avoid a boring resume. What was building your first resume like? So I made my very first resume when I was applying to Dairy Queen. Strangely enough, they didn't accept my resume when I walked in and they just took my application form, but later on after I got hired and I had been working there for about a year, other people would come in and they would submit their resumes and they took their resumes for some reason, but I could look at the resumes and I could tell you almost right away who was getting hired or at least an interview and who was not. Just right off the bat. Just right off the bat because the resumes that brought on the interviews, they did not use Comic Sans masks for your font. They weren't in full sentences. They didn't have um, a picture or they didn't have weird colors. Like they were just very well written out resumes and that was the whole reason that they got the interview. Just the appearance of the resume even more so than what was on it. So you would say that formatting is even more important than content for your first impression? Yeah, definitely. Especially for a first job, they know that you're not going to have very much actual work experience. So if your resume is built well and the appearance of it looks good, they're more likely to put it on the top of the pile and give it a legitimate read through rather than someone whose resume is confusing and hard to read. They're not, they're not going to bother with it. They're just going to say, okay, this person can't even make a good resume. They're not going to be able to work here. So what would you say are some of the things to avoid putting on a resume? So as I mentioned before, the first thing is going to want to be the font. You don't want an unprofessional, hard to read font. Keep it either Arial or your Times New Roman. 12 point font every time. Serious. Business like. Yes. You don't want it to be something crazy and weird and out there. Just straightforward. And another thing that I would really suggest is making sure that the components of your resume are broken up into short, concise bullet points. Nobody wants to read an essay. Your professional summary should be two sentences, three sentences at the very most. You're going to want to list your skills and abilities as bullet points, not full sentences. And when you're listed, li listing your previous work experience or previous volunteer experience, they don't need a whole recap of what you did. It just needs to be very concise. Keep it straight to the point. Absolutely. One of the other things I wanted to mention to uh, never do with resume, you might think that putting some of your uh, words or lines in color will make it more interesting or make it stand out, but do your best to avoid that. Uh, you just want to keep it as serious as you can, as this is a job application, even if it's just a part-time job. Also, do your best to not include a photo. Some employers will actually toss the resume out if there is a photo on it. Yeah, they want to, some employers really want to step away from having immediate bias, um, depending on what you look like. So including a photo is actually going to get your resume put to the bottom of the pile. Another thing to stay away from when creating a resume is adding a hobby section. You might think that this will let your employer get to know you better, but you just want to switch it up a bit to keep it more serious. You can do this by having an accomplishment section. So if you've previously won an award in your sports, 
that demonstrates previous dedication, or you could mention that you've been on honor roll. That's another way you can mention that you have a passion for education without saying so directly. One thing that I would really recommend doing to your resume, just to give you a little bit of an extra edge, is tailoring it to the job that you're applying for. So if you're applying to a fast food restaurant, you're gonna wanna focus on attributes like um, good organizational and multitasking skills. If you're applying to a retail store, you might wanna focus more on your customer service and your social skills. Another thing with tailoring your resume is you'll be more likely to receive an interview. You might be thinking, let me print out 10 copies of the same resume and start to hand it out to stores near me, but having a tailored resume will be more likely to get you an interview. If this is the first job that you're applying to and you're feeling bad about not having previous work experience, make sure to fill up that volunteer section. You might be thinking to yourself, well, I haven't really volunteered that much. You have to think back to what you have done. You've done food drives. You've worked with a nursing home. You have to really get creative with what volunteer work that you have done. For sure. And in our last episode, we mentioned a lot of ways for uh, young teens to make money before they have a part-time job. So um, if you've done any tutoring, if you've done babysitting, if you've been hired to do yard work for your grandparents, those are all ways where you may not have technically had a job but you were showing your responsibility, you were showing that you could be accountable, and it does count as a form of work experience. Now that we've got a resume, let's talk about some important things to do before an interview. Hannah, what do you think? Um, the most important thing I find when you're at an interview is being mindful of your dress code. Um, you don't want to walk in there wearing your old sweatshirt and a pair of leggings. You want to be a little bit more professional. Um, be mindful of what the other employees are wearing. Totally. If you're applying to a golf course and their dress code is shorts and a collared t-shirt, maybe you're going to wear a collared t-shirt and a pair of pants. Just something that kind of reflects what you're expected to wear at the job. And that's definitely another part of being prepared is even walking around and seeing what the other employees are dressed like so you know what to expect. My number one interview tip is to be really early. I know my first job interview, it actually ended up starting 10 minutes earlier than it was supposed to. So showing up about 20 minutes allows you to feel prepared, but it's not too early as to where you're nervous, you're getting all in your head about this big interview. And make sure to be mindful of eye contact and posture while you're in the interview. You want to be sitting up straight, making sure they know that just because you're younger doesn't mean you're not as serious about this job. Maintaining eye contact with the interviewer or the group of people you're with shows that you're confident in your abilities. At the end of the interview, the interviewer will often ask you if you have any questions. By having a prepared question, it shows that you um, paid attention during the interview, you're showing initiative by being curious about the position, and if you have thought of a question during the interview, now is a great time for you to ask it. So some of the most common questions that you could ask would be regarding hours or when you might expect to hear back from them, things like that, just general information about the job. But it's really important to actually have a question for when they ask you, rather than just saying, oh, no, and then 
leaving without knowing everything that you wanted to know? One thing about that is when you ask, um, when will I be notified about whether or not I receive this position, do your best to not call them. In most scenarios, you will be contacted whether or not you received the job. So unless it's been six weeks and you're convinced that there must have been some mistake, it's best to not badger them as when another position comes up that you can apply for, they'll already know you and you won't annoy them into convincing that you're not right for the position. So the last thing I want to mention um, about helping yourself get a job is using your references. So what I would really recommend is asking for a reference immediately after you've finished your volunteer experience or your chores for your grandma or something like that. So you want to ask immediately after you finish with your experience so that it's fresh in their mind and they can give you a better um, reference than they would of if you asked a month or two later. I've definitely made that mistake. I actually needed a reference quite recently for my job and I asked an employer that I worked with a few years ago with a hospital volunteer organization and the reference she gave me was still useful and I still used it but it probably would have been a lot more accurate and detailed had I asked immediately after I had stopped working there. So if you have done volunteering in the past where maybe it's um, an after-school program where you're helping coach younger kids, if you ask your supervisor immediately after you're done just for a generalized reference letter, it's going to be a lot more effective than you waiting way down the road when you actually need it. Definitely. Alright, that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the second episode of The Fault in Our Finances. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Fault in Our Finances for more tips and tricks about budgeting. Thanks, bye!